0: IMTS for the first time is, is embracing kind of content creators. Um, like basically what they're doing is they put a booth in place where you can meet social media thought leaders and, oh, and these there. kinds of people, and you can hear them um, speak.
1: This is Swarfcast, I'm Noah Graf. Today's episode is part two of our interview with Will Healy about how to get the most out of attending a machining industry trade show. In particular, the International Machine Tool Show, coming up next week in Chicago. In this half of the interview, Will talks about some really cool features at the show that may be off many people's radar, such as the student area and a booth devoted to social media. Today's podcast is brought to you by Graf Pinkert. Tornos, ZPS, Acme, and Wickman. They also sell a variety of other types of used equipment, such as CNC Swiss, CNC turning centers, and parts washers. Machine tools are complicated. If you're going to buy one, you should go to people who are knowledgeable and committed to the industry. Learn more at www.grafpinkert.com. That's www.g-r-a-f-f p-i-n-k-e-r-t dot com what are the other things we need to remember about to get the most out of this imts maybe you have a day maybe you have two days
0: let me tell you uh, a lot of people are shy is not the word but you know protected they don't want a salesman to like sell them something but the trade show is a place more than any other where you can you can touch and use and feel and push buttons more than anywhere else. And so be willing, just ask, what's the worst they could say? No, you can't touch that. Like, I've gotten to wear an exoskeleton because I just asked, dude, that thing looks really cool. Can I put that thing on? And the guy was like, yes. Totally. And then I got to walk around with like a lift assist exoskeleton for like 10 minutes. And it wasn't they weren't, the they weren't, they were weren't smart
1: enough. They weren't smart enough to be offering it out to you that you that you ha- actually had to ask.
0: Right. So a lot of people have technology there. And if you really are considering a technology, like this is the easiest way for you. A trade show is the least intimidating place. You're not going to buy it on the floor. You're not going to get a high pressure sale. The worst that's going to happen is they're going to force you to scan your badge, but you don't read your email anyway. So it's not like the, uh. <laughs> your email address matters. So just ask, can I touch it? Can I put it on? Can I wear it? Because there is nothing like actually experiencing the technology. right? And a trade show is the best place. That's why you paid all that money. That's why you traveled all that way. Put on the AR headset. It was life-changing. I understood what augmented reality was doing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But the moment I actually put a real augmented reality headset on and actually did a task, it blew my brain wide open to the possibilities of what's possible. And so just to ask, can I touch it? Can I wear it? Can I can I push it? Can I can I run it? Can I do you see someone you see someone bending some metal? Hey man, can I can I try that? The worst they're gonna say is no.
1: It's like my mom always says, you you have to ask or, or you're never going to get anything.
0: Right. And that guy, that guy who's running that press break, he has been five thousands of those pieces of metal the last three days. He would happily have someone else do one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I mean, like, seriously, you been making that same part for, for days. So I think. Realizing that it's a very open mixing of ideas at a trade show and like the ability to really connect with, with people and to connect with the technology and actually touch and play with the technology, you're, you're very unlikely you're going to break something real when you're there, right? So you're you're very, you're not going to I know, and how cool
1: to be able to like for. go from one CNC machine to another right after it that do the same thing. And then you can see, oh, this one feels cheaper than the other or this one... The button is over here, or really whatever. Annoying, but...
0: or, yeah, I gotta take a step to get the button. Like, Wh- yeah, right,
1: right. Because mm-hmm. if you were to just go from one builder to another, like you'd never be able to do that. Otherwise,
0: specs, spec sheets look the same. I don't know. That one's got five degrees temperature more, and that one's got you know ten more psi or something. But how do I know which one to buy?
1: Yeah, Touch absolutely. It. Touch it. <laughs> That is a really, really good point. Okay, so so what else? What else um, are, are the important things that we need to take advantage of?
0: I'm Mr. Social Media. So, you know, I'm going to give a piece of social media advice. But um, really, put out there that you're going. Put out there on LinkedIn that you're going. LinkedIn is probably the key place to do it but um whether if, if you're not a a post maker if you're not a person who likes to post that's fine there's plenty of posts out there about IMTS right now just put comments out there hey i'm going to be at IMTS on tuesday and wednesday because your friends your colleagues your 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 workmates from past jobs they're going to see your comments and they're going to see that you're at IMTS and they're going to contact you and say, hey, cool, I'm going to be at IMTS on Tuesday too. And you're going to be able to network even better. You're going to be able to see more things. You're going to realize a new tech, your friend works at a new technology company you've never even heard of, but has high value for you. But you never would have learned about it if you didn't had just put out there, hey, I'm going to be there Tuesday and Wednesday and that friend connected. So put out there that you're going to be there whether it's making your own post, I mean, I make videos about it. You don't have to make a video about it, but you can either, you know, hey, I'm going to be at IMTS Tuesday, Wednesday. Any of my connections going to be there when I have dinner on Wednesday. I Which, plan on making
1: videos while I'm there and putting them on on social. You plan to be doing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn during the show, I assume, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. For me, I mean, that's an active opportunity to engage. There's a lot of rhythm and hype and momentum around a show. And so sharing content relevant to the show, during the, um, show. Is, during the show is really interesting to people who can't make it. They get to see things mm-hmm. they wouldn't normally get to see. It's really interesting. It creates a much bigger feel for the show and for the people. I'm not sure like an individual attendee necessarily that that matters to them as much, but what it can do by following LinkedIn or or Twitter somewhat, but mostly LinkedIn during the show is, oh. I didn't see that. What holds that in? Like, you know, if you're if you're checking out what other people are posting, you know, following the IMTS uh, twenty twenty hashtag, twenty twenty two hashtag, following IMTS twenty twenty two hashtag, you can see what other people are posting and videos people are posting, and I'm like, oh, that's neat. I didn't know that was at the show. Let me go see that.
1: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. My one being glass half empty on that is that I just hope people don't want to like get too wrapped up in their phones, and then lose these this human interaction and the people interaction. This is one of the things I'm telling myself to talk myself out of doing important work on social media.
0: I, I do a lot of recording that I use then later in following weeks. And you'll actually see that from from a lot of the the big influencers. I would not consider myself that. But you see them using content for weeks.
1: It's a really good point, though, because there's so much going on. And maybe you could really mm-hmm. discover something that that is going on that you had no idea
0: about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, really your approach to the show, your planning and and creating a pre-show plan. We created like five, six years ago. What's your pre-show plan? What are you trying to do? And just for two seconds, I'll speak to the exhibitors. If you are sitting in your booth, looking at your phone, playing on TikTok or whatever, waiting for the perfect customer to just accidentally stumble into your booth, you are doing trade shows wrong. Like we have a pre-show plan, we we talk to our customers about we're going to have a booth there. Are they planning on coming? Can we can we do something with them? Can we coordinate with the customers? Are they having a booth there? Could we coordinate something in the booth for for months leading up to the show? We're coordinating with other exhibitors and and our and our own customers who are attendees. At the show, we're making videos and we're interviewing and we're taking pictures and we're looking for our own product in other people's booths and making collaborative content. And then after the show, we're following up with people and you know doing the normal the normal sales follow up things. But we're also sharing content and tagging people and talking about the show after. So there's a Does whole. Ballif,
1: did they let you go out of the booth and go look at other booths? Oh yeah, because that's what that's everybody, right. all the exhibitors, always complain to me. They're like, yeah, I never get to go out and see anything else. So maybe so,
0: yeah, it depends. It depends on the on the company how they how they work. But I mean, we put a lot of. Value in our people being able to network in in the industry—that's part of the plan and part of the strategy. Very interesting. Very Mm -hmm. interesting. And so, for for me, you make that pre-show plan as an attendee. It's really important you have that plan, especially on a huge show like IMTS. You know the people and the things you want to see, and where about they might be. You don't need to know the exact booth. You don't need to know Baloff is in this booth, but you need to know it's in the Lakeside Hall. And I need to look for it when I'm in the Lakeside Hall. I mean, of course, it's nice to write it down and have it in a group, but you, you don't have to do that.
1: So when you go, say, okay, so you go, wait, which is the hall with all the big stuff?
0: For machining, that's the West Hall. The West for, Hall, so you're, you're in the having... West
1: Hall. <laughs> you're saying, I want to go see Index. Are you suggesting make a laser route to Index and then just sort of see what you see on your way? Or are you suggesting maybe like, yeah, you know, it's in that direction. And then you're just going to kind of open your eyes. Or or would you suggest like maybe do different things at different times? Try different things? I think It depends how much time you have. Yes.
0: If You have one day at the show. You're driving up, you get there at 10. You can walk the show and then you're going to like drive halfway home. You got one day, you got to have your pre-planned list of booths. You got to ignore all the stuff around you and you got to go hit your, your pre-planned list of booths. And then yeah. if you have time, you can maybe walk back to a couple of things you took notes on, but you could get stuck in a booth for an hour if you're not good at disengaging, and then you don't hit all the things you need to in the day you have. Yeah. Um, so I think you really have to think about, you really have to think about that on a, on a scale, you know. Uh, how much time do I have? How much time do can I be free? I mean, I do think there's a lot of value to like seeing what's out there. Like you don't know every technology that's available to you. You don't know every company that's available to you. You don't know all of your best vendors competitors. Sure. So this is an opportunity for you to see those things, to see those companies and to, to make new relationships with, with other technology partners. So you need time to be able to see it and you need to wander a little bit
1: right because wow. if you're only you know i mean it's it's mind-boggling when you think about uh, a cnc machining center you know you can count on a, on two hands the ones you know if you google cnc machining center x size whatever you're not going to come up with that many things but if you're at the show all of a sudden you're going to run into something you're like i never heard of this it's from right. belgium it's from iceland <laughs>
0: Yeah. And right. I mean, you may not have heard it because it's from a different country or they don't have strong representation in the U.S., but it might be the technology you've been looking for for years, right? Yes. So the the other thing that I I do want, it's kind of out of the way, but on North Level One. So it's kind of weird. You'll have to go down to get to it, but it's a whole student area where students are presenting projects, students are working. We're all challenged with workforce right now. And so this is a place where students are engaging, students are looking, they have demos built up attracting students to IMTS to have classes that are coming from local schools and things. This is kind of like the student area is in North Level 1. It's kind of That's like it feels like, feels like you're going in the basement forever. But like this is a really good thing to at least walk and go see. I had no idea about that. What is that called? On. The S? Yeah, what? it's the student. It's, it's in North 1. It's, north it's the north one floor. I forget. I think it's called like the smart force something. I, I wish I could and remember what it is. And they have products
1: there that people can go and check out.
0: It's about apprenticeship programs and, and student programs and training programs. Mastercam has a booth there. NASA has a booth there. Autodesk, Haas, uh Festo Didactic has a booth there. I'm looking at it right now. Um, so there's, there's a did lot. You, did you of, say NASA? NASA has a huge booth. Whoa. North, North level one, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Most of the robot companies look like they're there presenting um, America makes has a booth there. So this is like a, a student area. And so it is worth to see what the students are doing to engage with the workforce partners and programs that are, that are out there and to look and see what's going on and how you can get engaged.
1: Hey, listeners, I first just want to say thank you for tuning in. I know you could be spending your time doing a whole bunch of other things right now. I'm trying hard to build our audience for this podcast, and as you might imagine, it's not easy. Rather than just ask you to rate and review the show, which I would love if you did, I want to try something different. I would be eternally grateful if you could stop this episode for a moment and think of one person who would enjoy the show. And then send them a text message to recommend it. Okay. I will now assume you've taken care of that. Back to the show. Totally got Um, to see that.
0: Yeah. So that's, I I think that's a really important one. And because it's in this like sub-basement, it's going to be hard for people to know it's there. And so that's why I I pointed out specifically, Um, but I just wanted. I'm looking at the map real fast to make sure I'm giving you good advice. But yeah, so the West building is all the tooling and tool companies. That's, that's where, where those, those are all in the West company or in the West building. It also looks like there's an additive section in the West building.
1: Oh, that's probably another really important, interesting thing that's going to be at this year, huh?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of additive there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and I I'm sorry I lied to you. Uh, so the South Building is where Mazak. This year it looks like South Building is the Mazaks and the Akumas and the um, Toyotas and the Haas and uh, I see Index yeah, um, Murata. I'm sure DMG Mori is here somewhere. I just haven't found it yet. <laughs> they, have, they have their own there's, like, ha- there's, half of the room. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. So there's a uh, Fuji Machine. So there's there's a lot of these kinds of companies in the in the South building. And then the East building um is is actually considered like the Hanover fair. Um Hanover Fair USA. So this is like the automation fair. Basically, this is where the automation companies are going to be like uh, Mitsubishi Electric and Baloff and Bekoff and Emerson. And what
1: about the robots? We're all like, you know, Universal and
0: yeah. that's 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 a good question. I saw FANUC in the South Hall, Universal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see where Universal Robots is. Looks like Universal Robots is in West. They're in the West building. So Universal Robots is in the West building. So it looks like a lot of things are kind of uh, mixed together because I saw FANUC in the South building and and um, Yaskawa was down with the students. So it, it looks like they're kind of all mixed together. They're not on wall at one
1: All place. the more reason you need to plan, 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 plan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, it's not like you're going to go to one aisle and it's all the robot guys lined up. UR and in Fanuc and and Kuka. It's not going to be a big just line of of boots uh, all in a row for all the robot companies. It, it looks like they're kind of distributed throughout the different parts of the show. So it'll be important to make sure that you um, that you know where where they are. Looks like looks like are also has a booth in the North Hall. So it looks like they have two booths. So it looks like I mean even some of the companies might have two booths. So so how many um, days are you going to be there? That? Yeah, I'm there Monday to Wednesday. So that's that's really hard because um I don't feel like it's a lot of time to to get everything done. Oh, the one other thing is attendees is we're all looking for education, we're all looking for information and learning. And IMTS is packed full of conferences and and educational opportunities. I'm presenting for two different conferences, possibly really? three um and so i'm going to be on the imts plus main stage as a panelist on um, the actual imts main stage and then that'll be right in the the main area and then is that um, like in the middle between the different in between walls? south and north i think is where where okay. it is yeah right now um so the imts main stage i'll be on on that on tuesday and then also on tuesday i'm presenting for uh the american society of mechanical engineers asme in their tech leadership summit, I'm, on a, I'm moderating a panel for, for them. Um, so there's a lot of educational resources. Some are paid, some are free. It just kind of depends on what it's there, but make sure you check out the conferences and the education. Um, it, it'll be worth your time to, to catch those. There's a lot of really good information in the presentations as well. So if you have time, if you have more than just you know, one day or a couple hours, there's a ton of education as well that's available at the same time in the conferences. And so you can really uh, you know, take a load off for a while and sit down, maybe stop walking for a couple of hours or maybe pick a day, you know, walk for a day, go to a conference for a day and hear sessions and then pick a day to walk to kind of break up all the walking. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things at IMTS to do and to digest. And well, so, those are
1: some really good little secrets, things I didn't know. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And the real trick is some are paid and some are free. So you just kind of have to look through it and see and and maybe be willing to pay a little bit of money to to see a presentation.
1: How much do you think a presentation would cost? Fifty bucks.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, honestly, a lot of them sell by the whole conference, so it's probably a couple hundred dollars, is my guess. But
1: um, what what is one thing that you just can't wait to see at this specific show? What's on? What's like one of the top things on your bucket list?
0: Man, that's. That's that's tough. Um, there's a really cool booth. I, I I can't remember what the number is. I'll I'll try to find it here. But um, IMTS for the first time is is embracing kind of content creators and embracing. Um, um, the, uh, I got to find it here. But they're basically what they're doing is they put a booth in place where you can meet um social media thought leaders and, oh, and these there. kinds of people and you can hear them um speak and you can they have topics throughout the week where like they'll put two people together um I'm trying to pull one up here right now just so you can get an idea but basically thought leaders and influencers working together in this space to create content at the show. There's an IMTS Plus live stream that will run the whole event where like Andrew Crow, he's the, the leader of the, the new American manufacturing revolution, uh, re- renaissance, sorry, new American manufacturing renaissance. But Andrew Crow, he's going to be going around interviewing people all over the show floor, talking to them, and it's going to be live streams. So there'll be a live stream of IMTS, con- IMTS Plus content. The whole time during the show, from these this group of creators that they created, and I'm not part of that group, but I think it's really cool. It's something very different. It's called the Creators Lounge. I just found the post here, so let me Creators let me read it.
1: Lounge. Okay. Creators
0: Lounge. It's in booth three three eight six hundred. Yep. So three um, three eight
1: six hundred. Okay.
0: Yep. So that's that's really exciting. Let me find where that is. Three three eight six hundred. Is this is. the first
1: time they've had that?
0: It's the first time I've ever seen anything like that. So um, I think they're really trying to embrace this idea of that it's a hybrid experience. You know, Not everyone can make it to the show. Um, and, and even those at the show, we talked about paying attention to see things that you'd never seen before and then going and finding it, right? So if you're looking at the IMTS Plus stream, you can maybe see Andrew interview somebody with a technology that you're like, oh, dude, that's exactly what we're looking for and then go find that booth. So, um, I, I just I really Andrew really like that idea. Andrew Crow, yeah, Drew Who's Crow. he? He's um he's a, a thought leader and uh, influencer in in the manufacturing space. He's got a really great um, video presence, but he's also doing a lot of student and kid outreach to underserved communities. And so they lifted him up as as someone to kind of host this INTS Plus content. So did you mention somebody else? Mega um, uh, Megan Meg Zimba is also going to be there. I'm trying to find the list of of people, okay. but I'm I'm striking out at the moment. That's all um, right. I feel I feel bad about that, but yeah, it's it's actually right at the entrance to the South Hall, is what I've just learned. So the it's South right at Hall. the entrance of the South Hall is where the creators lounge will be.
1: All right. Well, those are some amazing tips
0: if you want to meet one of those people. I mean, a lot of people in machining know Andrew Crow and and are are familiar with him. You want to go shake his hand or say hi to him. The creator's lounge is where kind of all those creators will be. So when they're not wandering the floor.
1: I like to ask this to uh, most of the people who are on this show. What is something that you learned last week that you found particularly interesting? It could be something that you read. It could be something that you, and it doesn't even have to be related to the industry. Sounds like you are constantly learning a gazillion things, so it's probably hard to narrow down. But give me one or two things that you were just like, oh, kind of blew my mind, or that was just wow.
0: Interesting. Yes, I mean, I can definitely give you two. That's that's not an issue. Two is um, good. It's it's narrowing narrowing it down to two. So um, the the first the first one is from a book. Um, I wish I could remember Celeste's last name, um, but it, the book was called "We Need to Talk." And it was just about communication and how communication's fallen apart a little bit in our, our society, um, but, but how we can be individuals that really engage. And one of the things that she said in that book, the quote just blew me away. It was, um, we are born making noise, but we have to learn how to listen. And I thought that was just so powerful because we are born making noise, but we have to learn how to listen. And and I love this because so many people think because they're good talkers, they're good communicators, but good communication has much more to do with listening than it does with talking. And so um, that that book really, yeah, oh, oh, here we go. Celeste Headley, H-E-A-D-L-E-E, yep, We Need to Talk. And yeah, we are born making noise. Listening is a skill you must practice with intent. And I, and I just, I, I loved that quote. I just thought, I mean, I read the whole book and there are so many good insights in there. It was packed. But like that one to me has just, it's become that worm inside your brain that sticks with you. You now know, you a reader a or a
1: listener? Did you listen to it or did you uh, read
0: it? This one I listened to. I, I listened I have to all mix. my books. I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably 70, 30 uh, listen, read. Because you know I'm doing chores. I got three small kids. Like exactly. listening to books a little bit. Uh, if I sit down with a the book, they're like, "Dad, what are you reading? Read it to me." Oh you know. So it, it's hard <laughs> to sit down with a book. But if I'm doing chores, listening to a book, I'm, I'm much more productive. But yeah, I listen. I'm, i I get about 60 books a year between reading and listening. Is is what I try to do. So I, I really I try to consume and educate myself. The mix is probably. If this year, it's probably forty business books, forty percent business books, and sixty percent self entertainment. But uh, usually, it's more the other way around. Uh, but this year, it just happened to be the mix. of Do you of books listen to a I've lot of podcasts? Um, some. I, 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 it, I'm I'm real hit or miss on the podcasts. I'll go in through a phase where like all I do is listen to podcasts for like months, and then I'll go for a month. Like I haven't I have honestly listened to a podcast probably a month. So
1: when this comes out next week, you'll have to listen to it.
0: Definitely. I'm curious what I said, because I'm I'm as interested in what I said as you are. I'm as surprised uh, by what I said as you are. So, uh, but um, the other, I do want to give you the other thing that I learned last week. And um, last week I attended a, a More Than Manufacturing Expo uh, put on by a local distributor here in Cincinnati, Cincinnati Belting, CBT. But uh, they had an entire day organized of presenters talking about diversity and inclusion and And women in manufacturing. And it was a really powerful, interesting session, and lots of really good bites. But the one that still sticks out to me is this. And it's about workforce, right? You know we have to we have a workforce shortage in manufacturing. How do we fix this? And diversity inclusion is one of the ways we do it. That was kind of the the whole pitch of the day was you have to do this through adding women and through adding diversity and and having more inclusion in manufacturing. The stat that AJ Jorgensen shared from the Manufacturing Institute in her presentation blew me away. And the stat was this. If we increase the percentage of women in manufacturing by 10%, right now it's sitting at like 28%. If we just increase it by 10%, we'll get rid of half of the job shortage we have. We'll reduce the job shortage by 50% if we increase the percentage of women in manufacturing by 10%.
1: So if women in manufacturing were 38%, then we would-
0: We would have half
1: as much shortage
0: in our workforce in manufacturing. So this is low hanging fruit for every manufacturer on the planet. Hire more women in your organization. The problem is a lot of our cultures aren't set up really for women. And so we we do have to adjust our cultures a little bit. We have to adjust some of the good old boy club things that happen to retain. Another, the women it's a after whole other podcast them. interview. That's a whole that's a whole nother podcast. And that was what a lot of the sessions were about is how do you change your culture so that you can get that 10% of women to join your your workforce. But that seems attainable. You know, so much of this feels overwhelming. How are we possibly going to fix this? We have such a shortage of welders, we have such a shortage of machinists, we have such a shortage, we have such a shortage, we have such a shortage. We have such a shortage. Just raising more women in manufacturing will will bridge our skills gap. This is this is low hanging fruit. This is something we can act on. This is something we can do. I think everyone can agree we should have more women in manufacturing. Yeah. So that, like, you asked, what are two things that blew me away this week? Those, those, or last week? Those are the two things that blew me away in the last week.
1: Those are both awesome. So if people want to, um, you know, find your stuff online. Do you have a website, or are you just pretty much like very strong on social? and
0: no, I mean, all all that you see online is is will's nights and weekends and really, really early mornings at like four in the morning. So um no, i I, I just have a strong social. If you look for me at will automate, all one word, will automate. I'm, I'm in everything with Will Automate. YouTube, I have a YouTube channel, that's where I post a lot of videos and basics of technology content that does okay. really well there. Um, but it's Will Automate everywhere. If you look for hashtag Will Automate or at Will Automate on Twitter or Reddit or TikTok or YouTube, um, LinkedIn's my primary. <laughs>
1: From today's machining world, this is Swarfcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to the show on your favorite app and give us a five-star rating and a review. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and todaysmachiningworld.com to join our mailing list, read episode summaries, and watch extended interview videos. I'm Noah Graff. My occasional co-host is Lloyd Graff. Our managing editor is Ridgely Dunn. Our audio engineer is Patricio Garcia. For information on advertising or to submit an idea for a future podcast, follow the contact information at todaysmachiningworld.com.